One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. In my podcast, I feel safest of all. I could do my podcast. It's the only way to live podcast. Welcome to another episode of Transplaining. Cool, it's probably a bloody podcast, ain't it? Uh, the podcast, as I'm sure you're aware by now, listeners, is about a special guest bringing me one big question and one small question, and then I'm aided in my answering of that question by a very special guest from the world of comedy. Right, now, this week's very special for two reasons. One of them is because of the special guest. I'm going to leave the name of that special guest till the end of this uh, introduction for maximum comedic and dramatic impact. This person has uh, had a fair share of inconveniences based on sharing something very, very specific with me, and that thing is my name. Uh, I'm joined this week by American comedian Jordan Gray. Jordan Thomas Gray. We're going to See how much mileage we can get out of that person having the exact same name as me. But joining me on the podcast to help me answer Jordan Gray's questions, very, very special guest and friend from the world of comedy. Ah, oh, it's only bloody Jen Ives, ain't it? Jen, you're here now. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> you're so sweet. It's always, it's always hard to know exactly when to start talking. I, never, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah. Do you know what? That explains it then, that there's someone else called Jordan Gray, because when you introduced me as, as we were getting here, I was quite confused. You thought that the thing we were going to share was that we had I the I thought you'd name. had a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd forgotten who you are. Um, I just see everyone as myself. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, I've gone a bit John Malkovich in my own head. Uh, Jen sure. Ives, it's really nice that you're here because we don't get to spend nearly enough time together. We um, don't, do You're we, really no. nice and funny and talented. Oh, thanks. And now we're here together on a podcast. Can I say some things about you too, what's written down on my piece of paper? You absolutely can. I mean, you went to the effort of printing it off, so... I didn't do anything. <laughs> this is where we find you probably, out. You probably should. My diligent producer will have found these facts and we're going to... Together, we're going to either... Oh, there's facts about me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's information, but you can <laughs> okay. decide how public, dubious they public are. Public information. Jen's a stand-up comedian. That true. much is very true. And yep. also a writer uh, from, mm. from London, I suspect, who has written for Channel 4, Hattrick, Radio 4 and Dave, among others. Your debut Edinburgh Fringe Hour Peak Trans sold out its run at the Edinburgh Fringe last year and you can watch it via your website, which is genives.net. That is so... So <laughs> I, I don't dispute any of that. In uh, fact, I'm thankful for the plug. Thank you. The other thing what happened is this other thing, which is that you're currently working on two brand new shows for 2024, Pasta Comedian and mm. Doll. I am. I, I love so much your uh, foray into the world of pasta-related comedy. <laughs> it, Thank you so much. Would you perhaps care to enlighten us or as to why that's happened? Well, the why of it, <laughs> I'm still kind of looking into that myself, but, but the, the kind of... So what it is, it basically just is an hour of pasta-based observational comedy. I don't mention being trans in it. In fact, there's no other topic other than pasta comedian. Not puns, no pasta puns, <laughs> just observations. An hour of pasta-related uh, observations with no puns is a feat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Even accident, even by the law of averages, you should accidentally land on a pasta-related pun at some point. But no, I, I don't. You steer I, away I don't. From it. It's it's an unbearable hour of pasta-based comedy that audiences are already saying is hard work to sit through. <laughs> and I would encourage anyone to come and give it a go because it's uh, you know, there's a lot going on there. There's probably a metaphor there about cooking pasta, isn't there? Like if you do, if you time it right, it's mm. great. But if you overcook it, 
so would you say at this point your show's quite al dente it's quite difficult to get through but see that's the kind of thing that i'm kind of trying to avoid is that kind of like lowest <laughs> see, that's hanging what I'm doing. fruit sort I'm, of thing that's the difference between you and yeah, i i'm reaching for those puns you're a bit it. more cerebral that that's it i right. think yeah so it's it's um you know, I don't want to give away too much about the show. <laughs> it is an hour of pasta-based comedy, but, you know, I'll just say this just for the people who aren't sure. It, there might be something else to it, but, I, you know, I think it would be a shame to, to reveal that now. Um, knowing you, I'd suspect it's probably proper funny and meaningful. There is some, there's some funny stuff in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how meaningful it is. I mean, I, I should stress that it, regardless of what I just said, it is actually an hour of... Like, if you're coming to it and you don't have any interest in pasta or pasta-based observations or, like jokes that are things that I've noticed observationally about pasta then you probably won't have a good time and, and, and I have no I have you know I've had some pretty big I've had some mixes of audiences and I've had some bigger audiences I've had some smaller audiences and you can really tell who's enjoying it and who isn't and it's lovely it's lovely to see people squirm yeah I would see again my brain goes to the to the lowest common denominator, I'd say perhaps culturally speaking, there's certain nations that would enjoy your show a lot more. I've the Italians, t- perhaps. I've had some Italians in. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually kind of tough because they know a lot about pasta and they kind of like challenge you a little bit. You that's, know. But that's great, right? Because it helps build the show. It does help. It really does. I make notes throughout just making sure that I'm getting things right, pronunciations, stuff like that. Um, there's free pasta. Uh, in no Bro- way. Yeah. They're, like you oh. might get some pasta if you come. There's like a multimedia element to it, which I've never done before, which is fun. Okay. Yeah, I had there was someone in the other the other night who didn't know how to pronounce penne. How did they pronounce it then? Pen. Pen. Just pen. That's wrong, isn't it? Yeah, even I know that as somebody who does go for the lowest. I know that penne is. What do you like, pasta, Jordan? Bloody love a bit of pasta. Yeah. What's your favourite type? I used. (laughs) This is is this the this is the kind of crowd work I do. Yeah. (laughs) I I quite like a before I was a vegetarian, seafood linguine was my favourite thing. Oh yeah. I realised even without the seafood, the linguine on its own. Motor belle. Something weird about linguine, isn't it? Because it's like it's like spaghetti, but it's flat, right? <laughs> Which is kind of it's kind of crazy when you. Let think me just about check my notes. No, you're right. No, it is. Yeah, you definitely. It's yeah. like sort of flat spaghetti. It's, yeah, it's like they didn't put much effort into that, <laughs> did they? When they were when they were coming up with it. Jen, is there anything that like that put you on the spot? Um, I I done something today that was incredibly on brand for me, and I wondered, do you ever go through life? And you do something, you're like, that's such a me thing to do. I'm gonna give you my one first. Why mm-hmm. you think of yours? I was on the train just now, and there's a little kid who was trying to move. <laughs> move the load-bearing pillar that holds up the train station and I couldn't take my eyes off this kid because a little bit of me was like what if I look away and he manages to move it (laughs) like if he actually moves the pillar (laughs) and I was like that's the most me thing ever I sort of forget sometimes what the laws of physics are which is probably pertinent to a little question we've got coming up, which is great. Well, I don't have anything that's like, well, maybe this is physics-based. I don't know much about <laughs> it. Don't need to, doesn't need <laughs> it doesn't need to. Does, I, know, I, I know, but I thought... Go for it. Something that is typically me is kind of like, I guess if I fall over or fall up an escalator, which yeah. is quite common, or like, like I'm a very clumsy person, but I will fully invest in it. Like if I fall, rather than being like, oh no, I've fallen, I'm embarrassed. You know, because some people have that thing where they're like sure. choking... And they'll go to the toilet to, like, die. I, I'd done that once, yeah. You died? No, no well, I almost died, and it was out of embarrassment, for sure. Yeah. I walked up to the bar thinking I was going to die. Sorry, I had to interrupt your story. But I was just too English about it, and luckily the airwaves mm. opened up. Oh, that's the thing. I don't have that. That's, right. that's, that's basically what I'm saying. So I'll just, like, embrace it. I'll, I'll lay on the floor until someone helps me. <laughs> just flat. Yeah. Depending on which way you fall, you just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what were you eating? It was a vitamin pouch that you're supposed to put in water, and I didn't know that. So I opened it and slurped it like a greedy little vitamin-hungry baby. What, like powder? Yeah, uh, like a gel, and I breathed in the air what came out, and my, my throat just closed up fully. And I was like, oh, that's it then, I'm going to die. And I really politely walked to the bar while I was sort of falling to the floor, and I was like, I 
really sorry. If you if you don't mind, I need some water because I'm. Uh, no, no, I'm dead. No offense, Jordan, but how have you got to the position that you're in this in this ridiculous industry when haircut you, when you eat accent. when you eat <laughs> fucking gel from yeah my, and the irony is my agents gave it to me to keep me alive for the tour and i just really yeah i didn't realize it needed to be put in water you're so busy that you you don't have time for food no or to properly <laughs> ingest it. it it was like a spaceman pouch as well yeah <laughs> That's so true. i've had those i've had i've had um yeah. i've had like freeze-dried strawberries the space many but the space many yeah i bloody love a nice little chewy strawberry put them in the oven right what we're going to do now is we're going to bring in our very special guest, Jordan Thomas Gray. I suppose that's a good distinction to make on account for the listeners, audio listeners. Not that we've got the same voice. Not that any of us have the same voice, so this is completely redundant. Jordan T. Gray? T. G. T. Gray? J.T.? We can think of as many nicknames as we want. What's your middle name? Gossamer okay. Redford. I've got two middle oh, names. All right. Um, right. G.R. will be T and G.R. <laughs> um, joining us now, uh, it's, oh, it's only bloody actual other Jordan Gray. Come on in. There'll be an ident here. Jordan Gray, you're here now. Hello, hi. Look at that, what a beautiful accent. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me on the Transplaining podcast. How have you been? You're in England doing comedy, uh, traditionally not an English person. You're an American person who spends a lot of time in all, all over the place, I- Iceland, Poland. Europe mostly. Europe. Not sure where you got Iceland from. That's um, a mystery to me. My brain, I suspect. Somewhere <laughs> in the back of my brain. Poland, uh, I should say. Uh, but you're here doing comedy for the first time this year. I mean, not the first time this year. This year being the first time you've come here to do comedy. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, oh. I did the Brighton Fringe with some friends yeah. in May. I'm here, did a show at Backyard Comedy Club on Sunday, uh, which was very nice. Nice. And now I'm just sort of hanging out. Doing some open mics, meeting the more successful Jordan. Oh, come now. Come on now. We'll, get, well, we'll tell you what we do. We'll find a metric to actually see if that makes any sense. Uh, Jen Ives and Jordan <laughs> Gray, I suspect you've not met each other before. I don't think I've met you before. No. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. This well, is... we have met. We met just outside, but we've oh, met now yeah, again. That's it. This is theatre. we got to pretend yes. like we didn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say some things about you now to you, Jordan Gray, because uh, they're written on this piece of paper. You're an American stand-up, currently living in Warsaw, who gave up a career in marketing, no less, to pursue comedy you've just done your shows what we're doing is rehashing stuff that we organically brought up now written on this piece of paper Uh, you've got plenty of dates coming up across europe uh going all the way through september and october is that right correct give us some places okay uh (laughs) dublin dublin eh let's see if i can remember the other ones ghent copenhagen odense where's ghent Gint. It's in Belgium. Am I saying it right? Maybe. Is it Gint? Have you ever seen Pia Gint? Is it named after Pia Gint? I've never I've never heard of either of those things. No. Arhus. <laughs> Arhus in no. the middle of our street. Uh, that was yeah. adorable. Bidgosch. Uh, <laughs> a lot of Poland cities. Bidgosch, Łódź, Poznan. Wow. Uh, Warszawa. Uh, Krakow. That last one I know, and I feel like you put a little bit of spice on that. Oh, yeah. Give it a little yeah. Polish flavor. Gdańsk. Yeah. A uh, bunch of other ones, yeah. Uh, you you were a New York-based comedian when you were in America, is that right? So, you were a New York-based person. I lived in New York for about five years of my yeah. adult life, and then I moved to Poland, and then I started comedy. Right. So I missed the chance to well, be in New York for comedy. To, to the left of this Jordan Gray, but to the right of this Jordan Gray, is a comedian called Jen Ives, who I know has a fantastic New York-based character that I'm not going to say will now come out, <laughs> but it is a very, very good New York Jen Thank you. Yeah, it's my one of my many alter egos. Yeah. It's, it's just basically, it's just me with a New York accent. And even then, um, whether or not that is Please. an accurate description. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll see if it, we'll see if, if, it, if yeah. it's I kind see. of, it's kind of like, um, you know, if you do a seance, it's kind of like you can't just, you can't yeah. just command it. You have to just kind of wait and see if yeah. it comes out naturally. But I'm sure now it will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when a cab driver asks you to tell a joke and you're like, it's not really that kind of comedy. 
actually, that's a good question for the both of you. When a taxi driver or otherwise asks you what you do and you say, I'm a comedian, and they say, tell us a joke, what do you do? I just say, I, I can't. <laughs> it's not. It's not I, do. I don't say I'm a comedian. I, I, right. say, mm. I say I'm a writer. That's probably a good start. And then they don't say, write me a thing. <laughs> that's so good. That's a good point. I tend to not tell people, although if you're, for instance, at a corporate gig yeah. as the comedian, you kind of can't avoid it. <laughs> sure. Um, I steal a line from a movie I like. Yeah. I, I go, knock, knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's from, that's from Catch Me yeah. If You Can. And that t- yeah. tends to work because yeah. the people that didn't ask the question, yeah. they all laugh. The people that did, they are yeah. still friendly but appropriately shamed and then no one asks again. Mm. Sure. Sweet I, for them to be included. I, yeah. do, I do have one joke that I wrote that is like for the benefit of telling to kids or like, you know, like like not a real, like it's, yeah. a jo- it's the most joke joke that I have, but no one likes it. And I said it to one uh, Uber driver and he just shook his head. Right. Do you want to hear I'll, it? I'll, of, course, of course, in the New York accent, if you can. Oh. I can okay, that's great. That's a good opportunity. <laughs> All right, okay. so we, right, let's set the scene. We're in, we're in New York. You've just landed. You're on your we're in New York American in the tour. 70s. <laughs> in the 70s. You, the right, score so of the Taxi plane. Driver no, is playing. Perhaps yep. you'd like to be the taxi driver, Jordan Gray. Hello then, good day. <laughs> I just happened to move here from Britain to drive a taxi. How are you doing? Oh, <laughs> I'm fine. How's it going? I'm walking here. Sorry, I'm going. a fucking comedian over here. It'd be a lovely day to hear a joke. Perhaps I could hear a, a friendly little little quip. Oh, okay. I tell you a fucking joke now. <laughs> Why did the pizza chef keep his recipes a motherfucking secret? I ever do want to know. <laughs> Why did the pizza chef keep his recipes a, a, a motherfucking secret? <clears throat> oh, <laughs> because they were... You, okay, there's a visual element to this. I'll do the visual. I'll do the visual. Yeah. What is it? They were on a need to dough <laughs> bases. They were on a need to dough bases. Of course they were. So, and... But how many jokes can you think of that have three separate uh, punchlines? Still there? pretty cheesy. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, well, I was talking to you earlier about that low-hanging fruit thing. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what Jordan Grace do. We reach for the lowest-hanging yeah. fruit. Um, wait, so need, need, because you're needing to dough, base, because of the base of a pizza? Yeah. Okay. Need, dough, mm. base, it's need, Love no, basis. It's pretty good. That's really good. Kids don't get it, neither do Uber drivers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan Gray, if, if before we jump into your big question that myself and Jen Ives will attempt to explain for you, can we talk very briefly about... How being Jordan Grey has perhaps affected your life positively or negatively in the last year since I've done a stupid thing on Channel 4's Friday Night Life? Well, it's not great for my SEO, but it's uh, it's not, but it's nice to know you. Uh, remember when you won that National Comedy Award? Uh, yeah, I remember. You remember vague, that vaguely? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a text from my mom that was a screenshot from that that just said, congratulations. <laughs> There's a picture of me in that article. So your mum ignored the photo. I was like, mom, that's... Clearly not me. And then she said, I'm proud of you no matter what. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Can I have the pride that she intended for you? Presumably I can have that now. Yeah, you can have that. Congratulations. My mom would love you, by the way. <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> and did she just think that you had just like transitioned? Yeah. And was just like, I'm proud she's, of you. I, nothing would surprise <laughs> her. Really yeah, she that. still would. She's, she's amazing. What else? I was at a show in Barcelona. Oh, I've done. And, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, because the, the show of the host had met you previously. And introduce myself, you know, Jordan Gray. For the first five minutes of the conversation, I want to say, he was asking kind of probing questions like, so have you you've been, you've been like working out or did you, <laughs> did you change your hair? 
And then at a certain point, he was like, "Didn't, didn't you used, <laughs> used to be a woman?" But that would have—that's such a sweet thing for them to have thought because they—they didn't think I go one way and come back the other. They just gone, "Oh, you used to oh, be you a just been, woman." No, yeah. oh, you got bored then and went back. <laughs> yeah. to being a guy. Uh, we sorted it out though. Yeah, I—I I, I can't imagine how we would make that mistake. But I think once you decided something in your head, yeah. you sort of come up with any kind of explanation. Yeah, so I've gotten we, your hate mail before. Oh my, yeah. When you went on Channel 4. I got such a sweet message from Jordan Jen that was just like, it was on Instagram. It just goes, Did you do anything crazy this week? <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, so I got some emails from some mm. really angry women who <laughs> didn't like me. What's funny about that is that one email, because I had done a show on that exact night as well, just right. a small show, like a. Uh, oh, in, that's in even funnier. And I also play music. Yeah, of course. So I got an email that was like, Hello. <laughs> Full stop. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I saw your show and I was like, oh, feedback on the show. Great. Nice. And then she was like, uh, uh, I liked the music. I was like, great, good feedback. And she was like, just because you're a trans woman doesn't mean that you need to get naked on stage. And I was like, did I black out? <laughs> what, what, what happened? Uh, it took me a second to figure out. Did that, you, you didn't respond presumably, or did you just say, uh, this is not for me? I think I defended you a little bit. I was like, well, That's wrong, Jordan. But right. sounds like a great show. <laughs> That's very, very sweet. <laughs> right, so it seems like it's not really, it's it's not brought you down too much. You're, you're still quite I, happy. I think we have a, sort of our own spheres, we, sort of. Yeah. So I've got, uh, yeah. you know, my my Polish audience, and you've got the rest of the world. So I got the world. You got the Polish. Jen's <laughs> yeah. got the the kids and the Uber drivers. Yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah, kids yeah. And Uber drivers. Well, it's not too late to just change your name. Either it's not too late to change your name. Yeah, that's it. It might be too late for you to change your name, but it's, it, but like because you've, you know. Well, I had that thing on TV. <laughs> I added the Thomas early on in college because there are Jordan Gray's. There are a few others in the world. There are. Uh, one yeah. was at my college. Really? And it was the early days of Facebook, so people kept tagging us as the other person, and that's when I added the Your Thomas. life, bless you, is just you being <laughs> just taking credit for other people's yeah, mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any other Jen Ives, Jen? Yeah, there's one who's like an artist. Yeah? She's just, she just does like these this stuff. And that, it's like it's that fine. sounds like you're I'm talking sure about yourself as a performance artist. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a side project. No, yeah. like like you, Jordan. I'm maybe to a, a slightly different degree, but like if if you type my name into Google, you mostly get people saying mean shit about me. Right. So right. that's my sort of avenue as well. So I don't really have to worry about being mistaken for the artist. Maybe, maybe she's sort of like what's yeah. happening, but like. But generally, yeah, like it's it's okay. I'm I'm happy with that. That's my yeah. audience. So. It's a fun, sweet thing that only you and that person will ever get to have. This meeting right now with Jordan is like a real treat for me. We'd never yeah. only us gets to experience this. So when you meet Jen the artist, you can say to it, like I don't know, she seems a bit boring. I don't, really <laughs> wanna, I don't know. I don't really want to respond to. Right. I suspect a good thing to do now would be for Jordan Gray for you to drop on us your big question and then myself and Jen Ives will attempt to transplain an answer for you off the top of our little noggins. Do you have a big question for us? Yes. Are all events predetermined by physics? That's a huge question. Right. Are all events predetermined by physics? Is there any such thing as free will? Physics, the fact that you brought up physics, it, like you tagged it with that, that's quite specific. What, sorry, what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> like, did you, did you know, like... Like, why did you ask me here for that for a question I, like that? Yeah. I've no idea. Yeah, the answer I, either. I don't but know that's, anything about. But that's physics. the wonderful thing about the show, Jen, is that we pull an explanation out of our arises, which oh, is okay. a word for us. Okay, well, I'll give it a go. Yeah, right. So, for example, <laughs> I would say straight off the bat, what, first of all, why are you thinking about this, Jordan? Why is that on your mind? Is it something you think about a lot? Do you think? Do you think there's a 
as such a thing as free will? Do you feel like it's been taken away of you from you? Perhaps because there's someone with your same name that keeps getting you blamed for stuff. I'm just here to learn. Here's what I'll jump in straight away. We've all seen the film Jurassic Park, where there's that man called Dr. Ian Malkovich, who puts a little bit of water on his hand. Do you remember in that scene? And he's like, drip. And it falls down one side of his hand. And then he says to that other lady, what's her name? The dinosaur lady. I'm going to do another drop now. Do you think it's going to go down the same side? And she goes, yeah. And then she does it and it falls off the other side of his hand. And then he does Jeff Goldblum and he explains chaos theory. And he says, not all things are predetermined. So based on a little bit of water on Jeff Goldblum's hand, I would say, no, things are not predetermined. But that was predetermined by the underlying physics. It was going to happen that way, then it was going to happen that way. Oh, shit. Chaos theory. But, okay. Okay, yes, Jen. This, here we go. Right, we're cooking. But when you say about physics, yeah. doesn't physics exist within a much wider scope of possibilities? I mean, really what you're talking about when you're talking about free will is you're talking about the forces that, and I'm not talking about God or whatever, I'm just talking about the forces that exist without outside of that mm. thing. Yeah. Like because, okay. because, so when I think about free will, I think more about, like, not about physics and about I don't even know what you were talking about. You know that little bit. <laughs> I, 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 I mainly, rem- I mainly remember the dinosaurs yeah. and stuff yeah. in that movie. Not, not that boring scene. Um, <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> but like, I think about like myself and the choices that I make yeah. in day-to-day life yeah. and whether or not those are predetermined. I don't think they are. I think that everything you do and everything that happens is based on whatever happened before, like a domino effect that you don't really have control over. Cheeky little butterfly effect. Well, I'll Kind of. F- from what I've learned about you in the last 10 minutes, Jen, physics very much determines your life because if you fall over on an escalator, you decide physically to just stay there. On the yeah. Ground. Physics did... Well, actually, that's a good entropy. point. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're not a slave to entropy. You're friends with entropy. You yeah. literally lie down and just stay there face down. Exactly. Is that physics doing that and you've decided to play along or are you the master of your own physics? Because that's the question. Is everything predetermined by physics, physically? speaking you just fall over and stay there there's a starting point isn't there everything everything is like moving already everything's in motion right i don't think i don't think about anything that i say like everything i'm saying right now i'm not actually like thinking about it it's just coming out i haven't predetermined anything it's just even now as i'm speaking right now it's like i'm not thinking about any of these words oh that's the thing isn't it that's that's i suppose that's what you're getting at jordan isn't it? it's like that all of that all that stuff that's coming out was that all predetermined by a little fleck of dust years ago by years, I mean quite a lot, many of years, um, hitting another bit of dust, which spiralled into something, which now means that you're here saying that. I mean, it's it's quite woo-woo and it's quite daft in a way, but when you when you underline it with maths and an excellent Jeff Goldblum impression, what, I, what <laughs> I'm known for, then you, you're going to get this like, little science thing, whatever it falls on the side and the, uh, the chaos theory. Well, it's a good impression. I know, right? It's quite <laughs> the best one. It's not as good as my New York impression, but it's okay. No, you're right. It's on par. I couldn't do New York. I definitely can do New York. I'd love to see you do Jeff Goldblum. But hold on, I don't think it's woo-woo. I don't think that's... It, no, it just sound, it sounds woo. It sounds... It, yeah. Perhaps just woo. It's not woo-woo. It's maybe it's half one. It sounds out there because, of course, at a certain point, you go, that just sounds like you're describing God. And we don't sort of really subscribe to the idea. Of, I don't know. Um, I, I'm open to the idea. I don't think there's one. But also, it might might be. Well, as soon as you, as soon as you make a, a, a decision on that, you're already kind of going against one of the core tenets of science, which is that like to sort of yeah. never admit that you have all the answers. And I don't believe in God, but I yeah. but I do believe in shit that we have no concept of or mm. the limits of our own learning. That's that's a quite a good placeholder answer, Jordan. How are you feeling? What well, you got something on your mind? I'm sort of realizing I phrased the question pretty poorly. Everything determined by physics. It sort of sounds like physicists. Are dictating everything. I guess <laughs> oh, I should right, have yeah. meant like the arrangement of yeah, no, we matter we and, and, and laws of physics. Molecular constitution and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think it doesn't matter. 
But I, like, I agree. Yeah. I don't think that either. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this show is about. Finding common ground. <laughs> like, like, I'll provide the balance and say, yeah, it probably is determined by physics. And you two can, can politely disagree. And then, then there's something for everyone who's listening. <laughs> No, we just say it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, that's like, we very just don't I care, think, ultimately. <laughs> I, think, I think probably... <laughs> I think the idea of determinism is often used as an excuse to not try. Even at the, the personal right. level, like, people, it's fine and well to use your... Refer to your upbringing or circumstances yep. uh, as explanation. But I think some people use difficulties they've had in the past to not rise above those difficulties. Oh, and like it, okay, so it's predetermined um, because of a knock-on effect. Yeah, this is more the, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, but also there's a lot of meatheads out there at the moment who are like, you're not doing enough. That's I true. get up and I achieve. I do this shit, I do that shit. They have loads of uh, privileges that other people don't yeah, have. Yeah, so that's the other side of it, ways. yeah. Would you accept Jordan Gray as a placeholder answer, at least for now? Are all events predetermined by physics? It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever said, said that on this podcast. It simply doesn't matter. Absolutely. We are but marionettes. That uh, line was exaggerated by the fact that Jen turned to me with the cold dead eyes of marionette. <laughs> she said it. The visuals on that, if we managed to get that, it was very cool. All right. Well, that's. I think that's a good good answer. You I'm satisfied. Happy? Yeah. yeah. Jen's happy. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Look at Jen. She can't, she can't, she can't get over it. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't expecting to go as deep as I even did. So. Exactly. This is about, about pushing yourself. <laughs> Time now for some listener questions, some quick fire audience questions that between the three of us, I think we can probably answer to some degree sure. of efficiency. Erica Long, do coffees and cold showers really sober you up? I know. Like that's, I've never heard that as being even a possible thing. They don't, I mean, they might make you feel better, but they don't, they're not going to sober you up. Right. Mm. It's about feeling better, but. But you'd be but still drunk. Till still well, yeah, you'd be drunk, yeah. Right. I think the only thing that can save you up properly is like, is there like an injection they can give you that kind of like... Oh, like a water... Like an IV. There's IV, like an, an, IV. an IV. Yeah, you can yeah. IV someone, yeah. I would say, chemically speaking, the more water you can get in your body, the better for being drunk because most of a hungover is based on being hydrated, right? So do coffees and cold showers help save you up? No, unless you tip your neck back and, and open, open your mouth, mouth yeah. and drink the water <laughs> off the shower and perhaps... Uh, exfoliate with the ground coffee because that's a lovely feeling mm. flip flip those two ingredients and you've got yourself a right lovely day fair enough I mean that's <laughs> Eric Long I hope that that is helpful Ali Gra <laughs> Ali Graves glass it's <laughs> a great question glass blows my mind I see it as an invisible solid windows are like an invisible wall what very normal things do you see as mind-blowing? Can I just say, if, if I did a podcast like this and I received that kind of question from one of my listeners, I would stop doing the podcast because <laughs> your listeners are psychopaths. <laughs> that is a terrifying question. It, what does that mean? Like, like, windows are like glass water. is like, like, how does this person drink water? Like, how do they get through the day? Like, that's, But if you think, yeah, how yeah. is glass made? Nobody knows. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just going to jump in there. <laughs> that's right. uh, heated up sand, isn't it? That but was, how does that make any kind uh, of sense? Wait, hang on. I need to. I need to just clarify. Were you? Are you kidding? Or do you? Do you know? How I, sand? I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's fine. You don't need to know how glass is made. But um, she. I think. I suppose once light can go through it, she, perhaps Ali Graves thinks that means it's not a solid because light shouldn't go through a solid. But glass is the odd one out. What perfectly normal things do you find unusual? But light doesn't go through it perfectly, does it? No, maybe not. No, it's like a prism. Still, still a bit of that going on, right? Well, so there's a little window in our podcast, a very well soundproof podcast. We can see outside. There's light coming in. I suppose it's a little bit foggy. Yeah, but, but what we can see out there isn't a true representation of exactly what it's like. 
You're saying it's not real. Oh. Well, I, it's, I mean, it just it objectively <laughs> isn't. I mean, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too deep. Yeah, go as deep as you like. But like, but like it's refract, it's doing something, like it's blocking somehow. But the light you're seeing is just going in through your lens of your eye and going to the back of your retina. And really it's just uh, electrical signals in your brain. So isn't this a better... It's like a big square eye. Yeah. Yeah, and we're the brain inside. Yeah, but regardless, I mean, like, even if you put the window aside and forget about the window, every, like, everything we're seeing isn't a true representation of what it is. I'm still fascinated by air travel. Like, okay, okay. I kind of get, get it, but, like, yeah. I think we're so incredibly lucky that we're in a period in history where flight was invented, like, what, a hundred some years ago? It's only become affordable quite recently. Right. And now you right. can fly almost anywhere in Europe for very little money. And yeah, and so so you're years, fascinated you know. by, or the thing that you find very mind blowing is the cheapness of flight, the, the ability, because, yeah, oh, like yeah. you don't, you don't, well, the yeah. ability and the cheapness, and that it's accessible the to pretty much anybody with to soar through the heavens bucks. like a bird. That's pretty. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I've always wanted to be on one of those podcasts where like comedians sit around and like pretend to be smart. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's really good. It's like I feel like I'm kind of on like one of those American podcasts where mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Yeah, man, I... <laughs> magic mushrooms, man. It's real good. I like it. Yeah. Please, please. Uh, on that note, I got yeah. a text from my mom about a year ago that was like, you know, Jordan, you should try going on Joe Rogan. I heard I heard Joe Rogan really launches careers, which is a bit like... It's so sweet. Telling it? your son that is like playing street basketball you should you should try joining the nba i've heard they're really good at basketball over there yeah i've got a a fan bless them they're so sweet but they don't understand these conventions so they're like first time i heard from her it's like you should go on to live at the apollo and then it was are you on live at the apollo yet and then a week later i've mentioned that you should go on live at the apollo and it's basically they're really annoyed at me now that i haven't Mm. taken their advice every time it's like oh for god's sake come on live at the apollo Mm. when are you gonna like pull pull your finger out but if you print those off and you and you hand them to the police live at the apollo (laughs) they Um, will consider you yeah that's how that's how it works that one person you don't want to go on that anyways load of shit live at the apollo yeah but for balance, I shall say it's probably a good thing, <laughs> and then you can decide amongst you. I'll, ne- I'll never go on it. Do you, you know, <laughs> if they they can fucking beg me to go on that shit show, please ask me to come on live at the Apollo. <laughs> so you've got balance. I don't here. even yeah. want to. Right, Jen doesn't even want to. Jordan, you're quite. I want it <laughs> desperately. Want it. I'm in the middle. I'll take it or leave it. So that's good balance between us. Oh, but by the way, if you do book me, Jordan Gray might show up. Yeah, <laughs> well, it depends. One of us will show up. I yeah. won't. <laughs> Kenny from Manchester, is there such a thing as e- as evil? <laughs> and if so, can it ever be cured? It's called Live at the Apollo, yeah. I think. <laughs> what? Is there such a thing as evil? Cured is quite a sweet word. Why are but, um... people looking to you for these answers? I don't understand. People got a lot of faith in this podcast. Yeah, they do. Oh. Evil. Yeah, it's evil. Have you ever, <laughs> Have I ex- ever experienced evil? <laughs> yeah. Cured sounds pretty menacing to me. That yeah. sounds like you're eliminating the evil people to me, less so than that's evil like a as a symptom. Orange, yeah, right? yeah, mm. yeah. It's a little bit worrying. And what's the most okay? What's the most evil thing you've experienced? And I don't mean like what's the worst thing you've ever seen anyone do. Maybe that is. But I, I once went into a room when I was little, and it was all red. This room and it had loads of chairs stacked up in it, and I thought it was hell. I was so terrified. It was downstairs in the basement of a theater. I went in there. I was like, oh, I've accidentally stumbled into hell, and I'm going to leave. And it was the most evil thing I've ever felt <laughs> because it was red. <laughs> Right. And I'd also read Jane Eyre in school and the red room is like really terrifying in Jane Eyre. Mm. So I thought that was evil down there. So I left it. When I was in New York, uh, I witnessed three shootings and I was never caught. 
No, that's I did witness three. I didn't do them. Someone was murdered outside my apartment. That's worse. Uh, that's more evil than a, than a red room. Uh, so I walked past a murder uh, with my what? girlfriend at the time. Well, um, sorry, sorry. You've got to, we've got to back up there. You walked past a, 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 an active murdering or a murder that had happened, and you went past the result I walked of the murder. Past an active murdering, and oh. um, I was with my girlfriend at the time. We heard the gunshots, which when the bullets go by, they make like a. I don't know. How the, I don't remember quite what the noise was, but they make a specific kind of like, like a whiz. Uh, a whiz. A whiz yes, bang, thank yeah. you. A whiz. And then it's New York. So everyone's just sort of like, oh, we don't awesome. see anything. Yeah. So we're just, everyone sort of pauses, looks around. And I'm talking to her. I'm like, that was gunfire, right? And oh. she was like, well, no one's running. So we end up running. Just, and no one else is. Just everyone else is just going about their day. And then I get about a block. I, I look behind me and I realize she's 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 not there. She's ducked oh, into some other building. Right. And then I had to look back and how much do I love this person? Because I want to run back yeah. towards the shooting. But then I was like, you know, what I do. And I went back in, went into the building. And my thought really was that if it was a mass shooter, they would maybe go into the closest building. So I kind of pulled her out and we started running again. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, it was a murder. We looked it up the next day. Someone was shot and killed that exact street it's just that yeah. no one even reacted because no uh, it was a little bit out of view that's the terrifying thing about <laughs> this is not i'm not going to win any awards for saying that's the terrifying thing about bullets <laughs> that they kill you <laughs> but like they're just so they're so <laughs> they're so quick i'm not laughing <laughs> I'm, it sounds like i'm really doing a bit they're so fast that can be done the murder can just be done it's not like a drawn out affair there's no orchestral cinematic score mm -hmm. it's just happened yeah Ah. Oh. It's not like a knife, you get some time to react. Mm. You know? Yeah. But luckily, bullets can sometimes be so fast that they go in and come out again. And yes. then you're okay, apparently. I mean, that's what I hear. If only more people, more shooters cared enough to yeah. shoot straight through people. I'm trying to think of something evil that I've seen. <laughs> I think um, the evil, right, it's like the banality of evil. Like, we all have the capacity to be evil. So, Jordan, what would you say is the most evil thing you've ever done? In your career, <laughs> my career has been quite a jaunty, fun, silly ride. Well, not in your career, in your in my life, life career, in my in my the career of life, definitely. Oh, I was thinking about something that I think I once put. This is so awful thing to admit, and I actually right. feel so bad about it. That's what the people want. Oh no, want. I feel really bad about it. But I've got to say it now, so I've started. Oh, this is awful. I'm going to say it. Oh, this is horrible. I was really curious. I was a little nerd when I was like about seven or eight or whatever, and I took a little bug. And yeah, I put it in a little cap of bleach because I wanted to see like Ooh. what would happen. Oh, it's that horrible. It's quite, quite sinister. Yeah, but because I always thought of bugs as being like little soulless machines that didn't have any feelings, mm. but other animals don't. I would never do that to like a mouse or a hamster or a frog or a bird. Two hours later, still listening animals. Do you you're know what a, I mean? You're I, a vegetarian now. I definitely am. Oh, I feel really bad that uh, that happened, but now I'm really glad that you made me say it because it was evil. Oh, I have a similar one. I once um, smashed a hamster with a brick. <laughs> like for a laugh. Jordan Gray doesn't know you well enough to know that you're only And that was just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I, I shot a bird. Did you? I was taken hunting and yeah. uh, I, I regretted it immediately. Yeah. So you know your way around a, a whiz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've shot a lot of guns. You're American, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's... I had to think. Why did I have to think about it? I don't know. I don't like to assume because so often when I ask people if they're American, they're not. But um, that is such a that sounds like such a quintessential American part of like yeah. growing up. We don't really have that over yeah, here. So we much. don't hunt. 
too small, too built up, right? We don't have big swathes of land to hunt. I and we don't have things to hunt, do we? Yeah, there's nothing big enough that needs to be shot down. Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. What kind of bird did you shoot? It was even, it was just a regular bird. But it like, wasn't even like a bit. game bird. It was I was pressured into shooting it. Oh, it yeah. was it was probably it was I felt so bad. It was probably like a Was it close? Was it execution style? No, it was in a tree. <laughs> it I just said it was it what? It's just like a you mean like a little row of penguins with blindfolds on. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Um, awful. It was it was at a distance that the shot was pretty impressive. So I had actually I had mixed feelings because on the one hand Terrible thing, felt very bad. Yeah. On the other hand, you got the job done. Yeah. I did. Also, we don't know what that bird might have, have done, done yeah. or could have potentially done. Yeah. So we got, don't know what could have could have gone on to start the next war. Definitely, a hundred percent. Before we leave this topic of evil, just to jump off of a perfect shot, what you took at that bird. <laughs> I, I was in Centre Barks recently, and I done. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. Someone's but doing well. <laughs> I promise you. I only, I only went because it was someone's birthday. Um, I I really shit at archery. I thought I'd be really good, and I was rubbish, and I hated that I was rubbish. Like I can't stand not being good at things straight away from the start. Then I was like messing around, like oh, it doesn't matter then. So then I aimed at the archery thing, the, the target, I believe it's called, <laughs> and I turned around and I looked at my wife and I said, "I love you," and I let go and I hit a bullseye. Why would I tell you that if it wasn't true? Because I told you the beginning of the story that where really I shit. sounds um, like such bullshit. Yeah, but I know, I know. But why? But if it was bullshit, I would have come out and said, "Guess what? I went to Centre Parks and I hit every single target from the window of my chalet." And who's your wife? Oh, she lives in another. Co- you wouldn't know her. She goes to a different school. Yeah, so, so I was with my wife Selma Hayek, <laughs> and I was at Centre Parks, and I made a bow out of some string, and then I hit mm. a bullseye. No, what but it was that? amazing. It wasn't even off centre. It was like if you looked dead on, you couldn't see the arrow. You had mm. to look at an angle to see the arrow was right in the bullseye. It was amazing. I see so much of myself in you, Jordan. Yeah. Mainly the That's quite attention-seeking behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite good. Do you reckon there is a very small chance, this is one tiny mini question, that people genuinely are twins that get separated? I don't think you'd have two twins like me and Jordan and then call them the same name. That You're right, that doesn't really make any sense. But do you reckon there are twins in the world that they just get two and they're like, mm, that's too many, and they separate them? At birth? Yeah. I think that does happen, yeah. 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 Reckon, how, how often do you reckon that happens? Do you reckon there's someone in this... There's not really anyone in here. There's people walking around on the street. How many do you reckon have walked by since we started twins that got separated at birth? Well, sometimes you hear stories, don't you, about twins that didn't know they were twins yeah. and they they did like a test, didn't they, where they like tracked down two twins who were separated at birth yeah. and they found that their lives were like oddly parallel. Right. Like they both like married someone called Brenda, but as yeah. an example. Yeah. They both had the same job. And there were like little differences, like one of them was like... Had a hat. Yeah, <laughs> had like a blue hat. <laughs> you can imagine like being a certain, like say you're a certain height, mm. you're genuinely not going to be allowed on certain rides until a certain age. So you might genuinely meet each other and go, oh, I remember when I wasn't allowed on the roller coaster and instead I met someone. And you're like, that happened to me because of actual genetic based reasons. I'd, be, I'd buy that. If well, anything, I, I'd say physics has determined that person's life path. Oh, maybe. Example. I mean, I don't like tw- I don't like twins. I really don't. I really don't like identical twins. What's worse, twins or live at the Apollo? What if a couple of twins? It's probably rainbow up. twins. <laughs> it's just the identicalness of them that, f- that freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, the twinness of it all. What's those comedy twins? The uh, uh, American comedy twins. They're really, really funny. They're brothers, and obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they're really good, and they're touring around, and they both have beards and. 
I, I want to say glasses, and they keep finishing each other's sentences. I've uh, never seen that. Oh, is that on I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember the name. Not that. the Isaac Brothers. Yeah, that's something, it, something it like that. Something like that. Like, oh, um, yeah. You would have seen them, I reckon, on I, something like, not Live at the Apollo, which we understand yeah. now you've never seen. Yeah, they're just they're American good comedians. What, what do they do? What's their gimmick? They, they just finish each other's sentences. They tell really funny jokes, but they are constantly just jumping between each other as they're talking. So it's not oh, like they had a, a special, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I did I did see yeah. that. They're both on stage the, at the same the, time. The Lucas brothers. Lucas, the producers yeah. Came in here. Lucas brothers. What do you reckon of them then? They're are right. they identical? Yeah. I don't like them. <laughs> if you would like a question, transplaining email, ask Jordan at off-script.co.uk or leave it in the review section of iTunes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Time now for Jordan Gray's small question. Have you got a small question for me and Jen Ives to transplain for you? I do. That's great. That's really conducive to That's, the nature of this podcast. It's good for the show, I yeah, think. Yeah, really good. What's better, keyboard or guitar? What's better, keyboard or guitar? Let's just take a little straw poll. I don't play guitar, play the keyboard. Jordan, you play, play guitar. Okay, guitar. Jen? So I'm guessing I'm going to be kind of like the decider in this because yeah. you are the guitar, you are the keyboard. Yeah. I would say, like, keyboard piano is the superior instrument because Strong. I have I have an opinion. I mean, listen, yeah. I can play guitar and I can play keyboard. Can you really play both? I can. I didn't know you could play keyboard. I, I can, can play the flipping drums. Yeah. Like, give me, I'll play anything. Wait. Uh, but, um, but. Cello, bassoon. Give it a yeah. go. But I think I think what's good about the piano is it's like such an accessible instrument. Like anybody can sit down at it and figure it out. Like start to understand music. Like like kids can sit at it and be like, oh, this note sounds like this note. This note goes with this note. But guitar has a lot tougher of a like barrier of entry. You have to learn how to like do things, and and it's it's kind of a ridiculous instrument to learn. <laughs> I agree. It makes no sense okay. in terms of musically. But it's a lot of fun, right? And and it's so I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate because of course I do play the piano. Cannot play the guitar. Um, I will say it's a lot more portable. Even my keyboard has got me into a lot of trouble mm-hmm. travelling wise. But guitar. I went to Australia for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. On the way out there, we booked a ticket for the keyboard to sit next to me on the plane. Little bit too big to sit in a seat, but fair enough. I didn't book mm-hmm. it. They booked it. I got there. The lady says to me, uh, "What's this?" I says that's the keyboard. That is going to join me on the plane. <laughs> she said, "There is no way." This is a Verbatim, there is no way you can get on this plane with that keyboard. I'm all upset. I was like, oh, I've got... okay, fine. Spent £650 to put it in the hold so it's underneath. Fine. Okay, annoying. Learn my lesson on the way back. 
I says, right, we're going to change the booking on the way back. We're going to put it in the hold. I get there. The booking hasn't been changed. It says that I'm travelling with a keyboard. The lady says, where's your keyboard? <laughs> I says, it's in the hold. She says, there is no way, <laughs> at no way, we can let you onto the plane without this keyboard because you're supposed to have a booking of a keyboard next to you. I was like, you're just making the rules up then, aren't you? There's no rules here. There's no consistency. I got out of both those situations by doing a little cry. <laughs> <laughs> so was that anecdote like pro keyboard or anti-keyboard? Anti-keyboard in the sense that a guitar, they'd have been like, just put it on your head, yeah. give it to a child. And my travel guitar is a Steinberger Spirit, so it's exactly under 80 centimeters in its wow. case. It's okay. still a full-scale guitar, oh. but it's within the Wizz Air uh, instrument restrictions for bringing it with uh, priority. Wizz so, Air, is that like the, what you, you travel with? Wizz Air, that's, that's oh, okay. my go-to. Oh. Sometimes I get where I'm going, sometimes not, but it's cheap and they let me bring my guitar. Wizz so. Air. Wizz Air, yeah. PP Airlines. It sounds like... Because of the conversation we had about bullets, you just made that name up. Yeah. <laughs> it tra- it's something that yeah. travels really fast and quietly and sometimes through people. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so I'm saying pro guitar, you can travel with it, but I agree, every note you ever want is on a keyboard, it's there. Where's C sharp? I hear you ask. There it is. Boom. In fact, have your selection of them, there's several. Mm-hmm. Also, piano- pianos, I think they just sound nicer. You can hold down that pedal and you can make something beautiful on a piano. And on a guitar, you get a lot of, I mean, you must know this from going in like guitar shops or whatever. Mm. There's a lot of people who think they can like Mm. play guitar and it sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm one of them. I went in one the other day and I found there's this new thing called a transacoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. um, And it's got speakers built into the guitar. Do you know, do you know what this is? It's really cool. Right. I want to tell you what this is if you don't know. Do you know what that is, Jordan? I thought I did. And then you started to explain it and then I realized I didn't. This is so cool. It's a new guitar. The speakers inside. And you've got uh, reverbs and all the effects you want on the side. And they come out of the guitar, so you never need to plug it in. So I have one of those. Guitar. Do you really? Yeah, I have a Lava Me 2. It's a carbon fiber guitar with the built-in reverb and things like that. Oh, right. Uh, so when you're playing it, it's It has a little speaker inside yeah, even, yeah, yeah. so it sounds like... I don't it's like a bit of magic. You can be out on the... Why don't you play it? Do you want to buy mine? Yeah, I actually do. Have you haven't got it with you? I just you? I only play electric at this point, so oh, I just okay. never play acoustic. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking nightmare because it's like... <laughs> One of the benefits of of the guitar is that like you have to really plug it in. Buskers are gonna are gonna be so irritated now. They're gonna be like everywhere because they can just walk around. They can walk around. It sounds like it. it's a concert. Yeah. It, I mean, when the guy played it for me, it was beautiful, and I did think I would never play it like that. But I do. I really want to. <laughs> I thought it's, you said you can't play guitar. Definitely can't. No, I picked it up. I went. I, I, oh. I went into the other day to buy a guitar and didn't buy one. Instead, I'm gonna buy an Oculus Rift and do virtual reality instead. It was I, in my brain. I was like, I can have a guitar or a virtual reality system. I had one of those for like a couple of months. The a virtual reality headset. Yeah, the Oculus. Did thing. you enjoy yourself? I enjoyed it for a couple of months. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Is this a, does the anecdote end with it fizzling out, or did something terrible happen? <laughs> no, it just it's just like it's really fun. Right. When you first use it, you're like, oh my god, like this. I'm in a world. But um, it's quite expensive, like the games and everything. Yeah, yeah, they are super expensive. So I was I was going in that, um, I was really fascinated by the idea of going into that world that they have, you know, like where everyone is around, like this, like uh, like Habbo Hotel or whatever. Right. Is that a current? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's around and you can kind of like go up to them and speak to strangers and like play games and stuff. And I was like enjoying that. But They do stand-up gigs in that world as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. They genuinely do. Oh, in that world, I'm, I'm on live at Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> but I was only in there for about an hour until there were like nine-year-olds calling me. Oh no, mm. nine-year-olds as well. Yeah. Oh. So I, I just, I just figured I don't want to get abused in virtual reality. Virtual so just, reality. Yeah. Do you still have it? 
No, I just sold it. Oh. What if you're I wearing it right now? <laughs> <laughs> and you forgot to take it off. It's fascinating how quickly I can get bored of something so magnificent. Yeah, uh, you, <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine a project that you get ex- excited enough about to really sell it because you seem you enjoyed that for two months. If I didn't know you, I'd say you hated that thing because you don't really you don't get too enthusiastic about it. There was like a roller coaster game on it that was really good. Yeah, I felt like you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> I can feel it, you know, from yeah. your words. I can feel the wind in my hair. Yeah, exactly. You, you a fan, Jordan, of the old virtual reality? I bought an Oculus because uh, a couple of years ago I got extremely ill. Oh. So I got COVID and they had a reaction to it. It's called reactive arthritis. So oh, I couldn't shoot. couldn't move for like two weeks and couldn't walk for a couple months. So I was basically stuck in bed oh, and I ordered this Oculus. So I was like, I'm going to bring outside to me. But I was bedridden. So when I put it on... I was just staring up at the oh, sky God, in virtual 3D. reality. Oh, and I was playing no. this game where you have to like, you're supposed to reach to grab a gun, but the gun was way up there. And so I was also crippled in virtual reality. <laughs> wow, that's great. That's, I love that. Oh, that's like... <laughs> It was very disheartening. Oh, yeah. Oh, that really is heartbreaking. Also, it's, it's a like, new toy and it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. If you can sit up in bed, still works but not if you're laying down. <laughs> also, it's like, oh, you're like really ill, you can't move and then you also have to have this thing that like weighs like a kilogram like on your head. Yeah, you can lift yourself up if you wanted to because it's yeah. like. I also tried to watch yeah. a movie, but also if you're look just looking up, you're just looking at the sky as well. Oh, so it, no. yeah. Oh, that's actually really broke my heart a little bit. I hate getting a new toy that doesn't work. Mm. No, there is good things to it. You will enjoy it. You, you're quite. You move around a lot. Oh, Do you yeah, play poker? Fun. No. I think that's would American I be better thing? at it in? Virtual reality. I've got to be honest, virtual reality poker sounds a bit redundant because it's, I mean, it's solitaire. You just play solitaire. What's Surprisingly the... fun. The yeah. Redundant, the redundant seeming stuff is the most fun stuff on mm-hmm. Oddly. Oh, okay. Because okay. it's, so for example, like the, the virtual cinema is like really quite fascinating because you like go into a virtual cinema and you sit down and there's a screen and you feel like you're in a big space oh. because there's a big screen and you're okay. little. And there's people sitting next to you and you feel like you're watching a film. Well, you are watching a film. Are the people next to you also wearing headsets around the country or are they just non-playable characters? No, no, no. They're people. And they can throw tomatoes at the screen and stuff. Yeah. You feel like you're lying down, unable to move, staring at the ceiling (laughs) in a movie theatre. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Just to bring things full circle, there's a bit in that film, The Lawnmower Man, where he's playing piano in virtual reality. Do you remember that? He's getting all smart and then he can do piano for a little tiny bit. I mean, I have, I've definitely seen The Lawnmower Man, but I think maybe not for about 25 years. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old Lawnmower Man. Um, piano versus guitar. If you're bedridden, I will say a guitar is possibly easier to pick up and play than a piano. I'd well, struggle can... to play a piano lying down. And that's me. And you've seen me play the piano. I'll do it standing in my head. Mm-hmm. Don't feel I could do it lying down on the bed. I think I prefer keyboard. I think if I could play the keyboard very well i might switch but it's also nice to travel with the guitar yeah i don't know how about you learn guitar i learn keyboard that i was gonna say yeah. this is one of those situations where you always want what you can't have yeah i've got curly hair you got well straight hair so straight hair. but you know you think oh i wish i had each other's hair i'm just putting words in <laughs> yeah now. yeah you want to play I don't guitar, think anyone wants my hair again i honestly think out of everyone jen's gonna be the decider on this one so jen <sighs> piano keyboard it just is better. If, if I had to choose, I mean, that's what I would want to have in my house is a piano. Yeah. When, people, when you go around someone's house and they have a piano in their living room, you go, ooh, like you're posh. And then you, you want to sit down and you want to play it. Yeah. You see a piano, you have to play it. I mean, look at like 
Everyone's cross station. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of idiots that, I mean, they made a show out of it. Yeah. But I would never go on. <laughs> um, but you see a guitar in someone's house and you yeah. feel a little bit wary, don't you? Like, you see a guitar, you go, ooh. A, a single guitar on its own it? in the corner. Are they going to play it? You're right. Am I going to have to leave? And I have six, so you'd be terrified. That's awful. Yeah, that's like this person, like, has a shop. You're right. I think that's it. That's the answer. Jordan Gray, do you feel sufficiently transplained to on the question of guitar versus piano? I do. Good. You, you can't bring a grand piano on a plane. No, you but do you, not. But I will buy not with that a nice attitude. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you see a piano in someone's house, it shows like effort, doesn't it? Because there's always like that element of like, wow, you had to like really organise to get yeah. that in the yeah. room. That's probably needed to be tuned. Yeah, a couple of exactly. times at least in this lifetime. I'd like to say a huge thanks now to Jordan. Man, that's my name. Thanks to Jordan and Jen for joining us here in the Transplaining Studio. You can find out what Jen's up to at jenives.net. Follow her on Insta at I'm Jen Ives and on Twitter at Jen Ives Comedian. Is there anything that you'd like to plug while we're here to talk about things that's coming up? Yeah. Uh, well, when does this go out? Well, uh, I suspect in, in two weeks. Two weeks oh, from. then no. <laughs> What could they have just seen that you were really good in? Uh, well, no, uh, nothing. But you, what you could do is just uh, join my mailing list on my website and then you'll know when I've got a gig coming up. I also have a Patreon. Jenives.net's the website. Are all these links on the website? They're all on it. Pastor, Comedian and Dole. Check out both these shows uh, in their own respective venues, presumably, at they're different all, times. They're all work in progressing all around the place at the moment and then Edinburgh next year. That's wonderful. Jordan Gray, who is not me, who is Jordan Thomas Gray, has gigs coming up across Europe throughout September. Search for Jordan Thomas Gray if you're... Don't do it right. Let's be really specific about this. You can search for Jordan Thomas Gray. There is a Jordan Gray and there is a Thomas Gray, mm -hmm. who I'm also working with. So search for Jordan Thomas Gray. What's the name of the show that you're touring around? Or is it... Just find me on Instagram at Jordan Thomas Gray. You'll find all the dates. Yeah. Jordan Thomas Gray, if you're on the continent, to see uh, if he's coming to a town near you. So many towns, many of them with really unpronounceable names. But you're definitely going to be there. You're Jordan Thomas Gray. Thank you so much. We bless you for obliging this ridiculous notion of coming onto this podcast. Thank you. Transplaining is an off-script production produced by Ben Backhouse and executive producer Louise Berry. I've been Jordan Gray. You've been Jordan Gray. You've been Jen Ives. Thanks all both so much for coming. Thanks for having me, Jordan. That's absolutely fine. I had a lovely time. Yeah? Yeah. I'm really happy and glad about thank that. Thank you for my dinner. Please, <laughs> may I now get down from the table? <laughs> Jordan, May, thank you so much. Thank you, Jordan and Jen. Nice, nice to, to meet, meet you, Jordan. This bit of podcast is done now. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.